0: Welcome, one and all, to a brand new episode of the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. I am your very patriotic host, Joel. We're recording this on July 4th, for those of (laughs) you who are wondering. And joining me is my less patriotic host, Matt. Yeah, probably. It's just a normal day here. Just a normal day for us. You know, it's so funny, there was such a nice outpouring of people, because July 1st, of course, was Canada Day. And so many of the fans and listeners and followers, uh, many who I'm sure are listening to this right now, wished me a happy Canada Day. And that really touched me and took me back because I'm like, oh, wow, people actually care about, about my feelings on this day. Thanks, guys. <laughs> what's uh, what's the Australian equivalent of like uh, July 4th, you know, Canada we, Day?
1: We do have Australia Day and it's in February, uh, January sometime, January 26, I think.
0: Now, here's a question for you. Uh, Australia Day, is that a new thing, or is that something you've been celebrating for, like, uh, for like a long time, for, like, generations?
1: It's, it's a, it's a long-time thing, yeah.
0: The, the irony of Canada Day and the true truth of Canada Day, I'll tell you right now. Canada Day was, like, a fairly new invention. It's only, like, about 30, well, no, longer than that, but it's not as old as the holiday we used to celebrate. Well, we still celebrate it, but Victoria Day used to be the biggest one. Is the deal. Victoria Day, of course, you know, the day the Canadian colonies celebrated Queen Victoria. Yes, it's a holdover from colonial times. And that <laughs> used that used to be the huge one for the longest time. That was the one where Canada used to pull out the stops. It's only recently, and I would probably say this is in reaction to how serious and how huge Americans do their July 4th, and it's just a couple days apart, has Canada really upped it in like the last, you know, decade, like in my lifetime. I've really noticed it where they're like, yeah, Canada Day sales. Get your Canada Day T-shirts and Canada Day fireworks. <laughs> where before, you know, it was never really a thing. But I think, you know, the stores and the outlets are like, no, 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 no. Let's make a big deal out of this like they do July 4th. Did they make a big deal out of Australia Day?
1: Eh, uh, yes and no. Like, it's just like a day everyone has off and you have barbecues and drink.
0: There you go. So a day that ends in Y. <laughs>
1: Yeah, pretty much. Day that ends in why here in Australia.
0: Good, good times. I'm really happy for July 4th. I finally got that goddamn Captain America waffle video out that I'd been meaning to do since <laughs> since frickin' Civil War came out. That's the whole reason I bought the damn thing in the first place. Where I'm like, yeah, this will be a great tie-in to Captain America Civil War. I'll make a video. It'll practically pay for itself. <laughs> is Joel's reasoning at 3 in the morning when he's browsing eBay for things he absolutely needs. Thank God I don't have a credit card. (laughs) I could fuck up my life real bad if Joel had a credit card. (laughs) I'd be one of those guys drunk at 3. Okay, what things do I don't need but I want?
1: I need a hundred of those little cocktail thingies that you put in the umbrellas oh yeah i need a hundred of them
0: i need a (laughs) hundred cocktail umbrellas i need a hundred of those little cocktail swords which i think are cooler than the umbrellas you put that through stuff (laughs) then i need a hundred cocktail weenies and i need like a gallon of the cocktail sauce joel you know it's just ketchup and horseradish shut up (laughs) i need it (laughs) for reasons (laughs) you just come to my house it's just nothing but finger food and bar food it's like what the (laughs) hell oh
1: yeah i went on amazon last night look please
0: take some shrimp with you while you go no seriously take some cocktail (laughs) shrimp i have too much and i think we all have that family (laughs) member that friend who buys too much shit and is always trying to get you to empty their freezer yeah all got that person so uh so how was your week there matt
1: I think it was pretty cool. I did some uh, really cool stuff at the start of the week for like TV and everything and then I've kind of been chilling. I've actually watched a couple of animes Mm. the last couple of days. I've been like finishing series. I've also watched an
0: anime. Uh, I watched uh, the new Berserk. Did you get a chance to watch that?
1: I finished it probably about two minutes before we started That's this. That's fucking
0: hilarious. I, see, I knew we had to talk about this because this, the comic multiverse has become the it place for Berserk talk. Because I talked about it with the guest who filled in with you. We talked about it because we knew the next Dynasty Warriors was going to be a Berserk game. What did you think of it?
1: I liked it. I know there's uh, like a lot of people out there that hated it. But I thought it was pretty good. It's
0: a very first episode kind of episode. Oh, yeah yeah it's it's very very first episode but we're finally seeing shit we never got to see we got puck we got him as the full-on black swordsman running around doing all that cool shit that we like
1: yeah it's, i think it's gonna be pretty cool and it's probably gonna surprise a lot of people
0: oh yeah for sure he kills like 50 skeletons with his big giant dragon slayer sword that was great yeah that was probably pretty cool the, the one thing that I'm sure is the sticking point for people who don't like it, and I can't really disagree with them because it was a real hurdle for me and I only kind of get used to it. This is, this is so totally a sequel to the three OVA movies they did. The Golden Age, same voice cast, same animation, which means that weird mixture of traditional anime style, but also like CG computer stuff.
1: Yeah yeah because I remember like when this was first announced I was trying to find out whether it was a sequel to them or a sequel to the TV series or like something new just so I could like sort of get up to date of what was happening right so yeah it's obviously a a sequel to the three overs
0: berserk has had such a weird freaking history where it's like hey here's 25 episodes of an anime that tells the golden age story then nothing for years then three ova movies where they try out this new art style that tells basically the same story as the 25 episodes and now finally in 2016 a continuation yeah (laughs) and a game and some other stuff but yeah i think that's so hilarious yeah it is pretty hilarious what, what a weird weird history Berserk has and that only now are we kind of getting a continuation of the story and the manga's not even done the dude who writes the manga is like the Japanese equivalent of George R.R. R. Martin where it's like you're gonna finish this nope not today <laughs> I
1: got other important shit to do.
0: But Guts has been on this boat for like ten years now.
1: <laughs> this is a long journey.
0: And he'll stay on the fucking boat until I'm good and ready. <laughs> you can't rush me, damn it. But you're getting really old, dude, who writes Berserk, and we're afraid you might die. <laughs> look, look, can we just can we just have updates? Can we have updates on it? No. <laughs> Like it, like even George R. R. Martin, you know, can still update his blog and tweet and shit. But this guy, the Berserk guy, was like, no. <laughs> you you know what I think might have finally kicked him in the ass to get his shit together? Maybe the fact uh, that the Dark Souls games have become super popular in the last little bit, and Dark Sto- Souls steals so much from
1: Berserk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I reckon like a berserk game like in the style of Dark Souls would be pretty fun.
0: It's a license to print money. I'm amazed they haven't done it yet, especially if you look at that like uh, Japanese Dark Souls game, uh, Neo, right there, where it's like, man, just pop some berserk shit in that and you're good to go. Yeah,
1: well, it's really funny, like, cause I was, I've been playing Dark Souls three, like, mm-hmm. like about a month ago, I was playing it, and I actually. Uh, teamed up with a guy called Guts ah, and he had a massive sword.
0: Of course. Everyone likes to cosplay that because his armor is basically in the goddamn game. It is. It is. And it's that's even true in Bloodborne, too. In Bloodborne, you fight a horse face demon, which is basically the famous horse face demon from all those memes. <laughs> Struggle all you want. You know what happens. Yep, Matt knows what I mean. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. Oh, that's the other thing about Berserk. Man, is it fun and cool. It's also incredibly fucked up.
1: It is. It's really rapey. It's incredibly
0: rapey. That's the one thing you can say about the first episode. At least there was none of that happening. Yeah. Like Game of Thrones is less rapey. <laughs> there are certain Western movies that are less rapey than Berserk. <laughs> is true uh so uh i guess with that matt uh is that, is that everything uh should we get to the news for this week i think we should get to the news let's get on over to the news this week oh you know before we do you know i haven't house kept in a little bit as always no, you know thank you everyone for supporting the patron and you know making this show a reality thank you everyone who's been downloading the show on Podbean. i should really do something with that at some point we're getting we're getting roughly like 200 downloads a week matt ain't that cool that's pretty cool. Yeah, 200 people want to download us and carry us around with them at all time. You know, the, the, they want little Matt and Joel to be whispering in their ear all the live long day. <laughs> That's good, people. This is for you. Uh, I know some people too uh like uh, had to opt out of the patreon thing for a little bit because like you know I, I'm gonna have to be going back to school soon I'm gonna have to start saving some money you know do you mind and I'm like no I understand it's hard out there I appreciate it. you know at least at least you came and talked to me there so I'm not gonna think you're one of those people who give money and joy for a month then back the fuck out so I gotta ban them. <laughs> yeah at least you told me that's that's a real problem for patreon uh, as a system for all you people out there who are thinking of starting your own for your own own channels and endeavors and everything. Watch out for that.
1: Yeah, because you'll wake up one day and oh my god, I've got all these followers and they're giving me this money so I can make content and then all of a sudden they all go because... You know, for one reason or another, and they don't tell you. Yeah, It's well, kind of it's sad as well.
0: Well, it freaks you the hell out, because you're like, in your mind, yeah. okay, I have this much coming to me, and I can plan it out. Then when the actual day the money comes in, or is supposed to come and you're like, oh no, that was like half of what I needed.
1: <laughs> yeah, did I do something to piss these <laughs> people off? Yeah, What
0: did I do? Damn it, what did I do? (laughs) Uh, but moving on from that, from, you know, the the, the harrowing chores that, uh, that YouTube personalities have to go through, uh, we actually have some interesting news this week. Some cool new titles were announced, uh, some different show stuff, uh, Perhaps I guess we can start off with the first thing. Marvel unveiled uh, what the Marvel Universe is going to look like post-Civil War II, and what we essentially have here is what looks like the birth of two brand new Avengers teams. Now, the way they set this up was rather interesting, is they put put like a puzzle, like a jigsaw puzzle on their website, and then told the fans, hey, you know, uh, unscramble this, and because the internet is the internet, they unscrambled it rather quickly.
1: Yeah, and it was pretty cool as well. They they're two really cool teams, really unique teams as well.
0: Very unique teams. Now, these teams don't have names yet, and in fact, maybe they won't have te- names. Maybe they're not even teams, but uh what we can see about it is is essentially they've been divided down the lines of uh the old guard and the young guard. Mhm. Yep. is what it looks like. And the and the title there is Divided We Stand, which of course is the new thing they're running with on the left side of the team, we have quite prominently up front, uh, Dr. Doom, who looks like Vincent yep. Castle. Yep. Holding Iron Man's helmet.
1: Yeah, so it makes me think maybe he's gonna become Iron Man or something, especially after like the last couple of issues mm-hmm. of, um, the Civil War, as well as, and when I'll get to him, the Inc- Uncanny in- Inhumans book as well.
0: And uh, in Invincible Iron Man, if you've been reading that book, Doctor Doom has been a fixture of that book since its
1: first issue. Yep. And yep, I have he's been, been popping in and out.
0: Yeah, he's been making a big go of it, saying, no, no, I'm a good guy, you know, you should like me, and everything. I have to wonder, is Tony going to die in Civil War II, and will Doctor Doom take up the mantle and become Doctor Doom Iron Man?
1: It's It's possible. It's possible.
0: Bendis has gone out of his way to be like, you know, when you break it down, these two guys aren't too different. They're both incredibly smart. They're both incredibly handy with machines and everything. And even if you want to go back even further to like uh to Axis, when Doctor Doom was a good guy for a little bit, they seem to make a point of saying, yeah, he could totally run his own Avengers team if he wanted.
1: Yeah, yeah, and he he even sort of did in Avengers World.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he, what I was thinking. He
1: set up. Yeah, he set up like his own, he had like US agent and uh, Stingray and all these people to sort of act as an Avengers team while the Avengers were dealing with that incursion thing. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. The big question would be, would the other heroes be willing to follow him?
1: Yeah, well, this, this Doctor Doom's kind of, like, turned over a new leaf, but then again, we don't know what his plan is.
0: And and if you look at the members of his team, the members of his team, for the most part, are all a little bit more, you know, morally gray. You have, of course, Steve Rogers, Captain America, who, oh boy, are we going to be talking about him this week in the What We Read This Week <laughs> segment. Uh, Black Panther, who, I mean, has shown from, like, the Hickman Avengers and onward, he's not afraid to get his hands dirty. He's not afraid to, you know, to pull some bullshit every so often. Yep. Cable, to which I'm like, man, you're getting a good rub already because you know you're going to be in a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Movie's not even out yet, but they're already assured that Cable will be so huge that he's front and center, even though I don't think Cable's done shit over the last couple years. (laughs) We have a woman in green who at first I'm like, oh, so She-Hulk is fine. It's not She-Hulk, it's Gamora. Oh, really? Yeah, because she has a bunch of swords she's uh, swinging around.
1: Uh, <laughs> that's how you know it's Gamora that's how you
0: know it's Gamora because it's like I can't tell one hot green lady from another hot green lady I'm sorry <laughs> she's wearing like a tube top and a jean jacket I'm like oh so it's that rejected Wonder Woman design <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting to be like, oh, so is she going to be more of a, you know, an earth-faring character now? She's dressed more human. Again, I could be totally fucking wrong, and it could be She-Hulk. I assumed it wasn't She-Hulk because they seemed to make a point in Civil War II that she might not be making it out, so I don't know. It could go either way. Yeah. Then, weirdly, you got a bunch of people from Deadpool's Mercs for Money team. You got Slapstick and Foolkiller and James Bourne. It's like, well, how the fuck did these guys get to become Avengers? <laughs> Man, they really needed some meat to fill out the ranks, didn't they? Let me guess—they send those three in first every time. They're like, hey, <laughs> they're like, hey, man, I don't know, this looks real dangerous. Hey, uh, let's pick three at random. Uh, slapstick, fool killer, James Bourne. You guys going first? How about that? How about you guys going first and make sure that it's not dangerous for the rest of us? They're the canaries in the coal mine of the team. <laughs> uh, Jessica Jones, shockingly enough, is on this older team as well.
1: Yeah, it's I guess makes sort of sense. She's had like a really successful TV show, and I guess her second season is coming up.
0: And, uh, and she was in Spider-Man just recently. When I talk about what I read this week, Bendis finally worked her into Spider-Man. Awesome. Which is hilarious, because didn't you and I joke when the new Miles book started, like, <laughs> how long is it going to be before Bendis works in all his favorite characters? Uh, five issues. It was five issues. Yep. <laughs> Until he reunited the Bendis bunch. Maria Hill... ...is front and center, which is really surprising, because obviously after everything from Pleasant Hill to the Sam Wilson Captain America book to the current Captain America book, everyone has a major hate boner on for Maria Hill, and rightly so, because she's been fucking up.
1: Yeah, she has been.
0: She's been fucking up across the board. She's been doing a lot of morally reprehensible things, but maybe that's why she's a good fit for Dr. Do- uh, Doom's team, and in fact, they seem to be playing up the idea in the Captain America book that she might be fired as head of S.H.I.E.L.D. soon, so maybe she needs new work, and she's like, okay, I'm an Avenger now. <laughs> Elektra also front and center on the team, which is surprising. Yeah. That you, yeah. Make, that you make Elektra an Avenger before Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah. Although Daredevil has often almost had the chance to be it and been like, nah, I'm not.
1: Yeah, he never saw it coming, so... Well,
0: bringing it back to Bendis, uh, back when Ronin was a member of, like, the New Avengers under Bendis, the big reveal was it was supposed to be Daredevil, only the fans figured it out, and Bendis was like, well, fuck you fans for figuring it out, guess what, it's Echo now. <laughs> No, I almost did a sweet thing, but no, you don't get the sweet thing now because you figured it out. (laughs) I love when comic guys get spiteful like that. You know, Monarch was another famous one where it's like, oh, you know, it's supposed to be Captain Adam. All the evidence leads it to being Captain Adam. No, fuck you. It was Hawk from Hawk and Dove, (laughs) even though none of the evidence points his way. Uh, (laughs) Thor is also on the team, and this is the new Thor in his brand new costume looking very ultimate yeah it looks really cool i like the new look i'm excited to see what they do with him and lastly there's a big green monster foot behind him which what do we think fing fang foom
1: i'm thinking so because fing fang foom was in the most recent um or new wolverine sure was or it could be um it's that dinosaur from that book oh devil dinosaur but devil dinosaur is red oh
0: is he Yeah, Devil, Dinosaurs, Red, or quite possibly if we're on the giant monster front. In the new Avengers, they created uh, a new character called American Kaiju. Maybe it's American Kaiju. Yeah, it could be. I think American Kaiju is a really funny character. I would like to see them bring him back. It's just a giant Godzilla with an American flag tattoo that shouts American
1: slogans. It's great.
0: Uh, Actually, we'll be talking more about America as we move on, because that's the third piece of news. But the other side of the team, which is made up of young characters, of course, we have Miles Morales, uh, Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, uh, Dr. Strange, who was the one old guy on
1: that team. Yeah, he's he's like the 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 dad figure. He's
0: the cool hip dad. He's like, oh, by the <laughs> by the hoary hosts of Hogarth, I will let you stay up till eleven if you join my team. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we love you, Doctor Strange. You're the coolest adult we know. He lets us drink at the Sanctum Sanctorum as long as he knows we're safe and won't be driving. <laughs> <laughs> he's that guy. <laughs> hey kids, you can all use my Netflix password. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have open Wi-Fi. <laughs> yes, I'm trying to think of that. Like, how else could Doctor Strange entice all the young kids to his side? <laughs> hey, kids, how about them memes? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but... I love that idea of just Doctor Strange trying to get hit with the kids. Hey, you know I've got a movie coming out soon. <laughs> <laughs> who, who wants to come to Doctor Strange's Sanctum Sanctorum and binge watch Sherlock? Man, I like that Benedict Cumberbatch guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they actually made a joke about him recently Did in the really? Doctor Strange comic. Yeah, he's like, um, I think he was with Gwenpool, and cause Gwenpool's from our universe. Yeah, yeah, um, she's she went into like some time stream with him and he's like, Hmm, your time stream is really weird. Our, our like the Marvel characters and movies in this and look, Oh, they got Benedict Cumberbatch to play me. (laughs) Nice.
0: Uh, We got Kate Bishop Hawkeye on the team. It's funny. She's on the team, but Hawkeye is nowhere to be found.
1: Eyes ah, off with Pizza Dog yeah, somewhere.
0: Yeah, he's having fun Matt Fraction adventures is what he said. You know, apparently <laughs> they cancelled that new Jeff Lemire Hawkeye right under my nose. I had dropped off it. I'm like, oh, I'll come back and read it and trade. Yeah, apparently it's it got cancelled when I stopped reading.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I guess, like, that, that one person who was reading it stopped reading. Why'd you stop reading it, Joel?
0: I know, right? <laughs> it was a fun book. I dug the hell out of it. I mean... The problem is, it's like you you could never have followed what Matt Fraction did in his short amount of time. Lemire tried, but it's like I I don't think you could have, uh, you know, topped it. Uh, Amadeus Cho Hulk, the totally awesome Hulk, is on this team, which is interesting Mm -hmm. because we've seen that Banner will be Hulk again in Civil War too. So it's funny they have him, but they don't have a Hulk on the other team uh yeah. riri is front and center riri of course is the woman who i suppose will be the new war machine who they keep teasing in invincible iron man Mm-hmm. yep uh prowler which seems such an odd choice yeah hobie brown prowler is on your team you know the former <laughs> spider-man villain turned moonlighting spider-man
1: but man he's got an awesome wicked skateboard man Uh, you're think you're thinking of the other guy. You're thinking of uh, oh, Night Thresher, Thresher.
0: No, Prowler is is, he's like an old Spider-Man villain. He's got like the purple and green suit.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah,
0: he was like a professional thief who became a hero. Then you got uh, Miss America, America Chavez, who's on this team. I like her. I've liked her since Secret Wars. I thought she was fun. I'm glad to see her on a team. We got the new Wasp, who is like the uh, the unknown daughter of Hank Pym. Mosaic, who's that new inhuman who they keep trying to push. Squirrel Girl, who, man, Squirrel Girl's had good luck with all her teams, has Just every team wants a piece of Squirrel Girl, apparently. Yeah. They want them Squirrel Bucks is what they want. And perhaps strangest of all, Gwenpool looks to be on this team, too. Yep. I know I joked before about Gwenpool. It's like, haha, that's a funny joke. But what happens when they openly induct her into the universe and she starts interacting with people? <laughs> <laughs> does the joke stop being funny then or does the joke get even bigger and weirder at that point
1: I, yeah I, I have no idea
0: I stopped reading Gwenpool after issue one but everyone's like no 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 you actually need to go back and read the next two issues like shit shit gets crazy yeah apparently it does shit gets like next level crazy well ne- next road trip or next long toilet visit I'll be sure to catch up on those <laughs> that's about how long it takes me And uh, from those two teams, which I got to admit looks pretty cool, right?
1: Yeah, it's uh, interesting what they're doing.
0: Uh, I wonder, you know, if they're going to be fighting or if this is just going to be like creating a divide between young and old.
1: Yeah, well, they're bringing back that um, Marvel Now thing, so whatever the hell uh, that means. Yeah, I feel like a reboot of a reboot or something.
0: It's funny, you know, if they did want to, you know, like, cut the teams down uh, in terms of, like, age, old guard versus new guard, I think that's something really unique that only Marvel could do at this moment because Marvel has been putting a lot of time and effort and money behind their new young generation of heroes. They have been, yeah. Like, you could only do this at Marvel right now. I'm trying to think, could you, like, whenever there's a new event that comes out, I don't know if you do this, but I do it as well, where I'm like, hmm, what would this event look like if it was at the other company?
1: Yeah, yeah, I do that sometimes as well, yeah.
0: And the way I look at this is I'm like, you actually couldn't do this at DC because they have not put time and effort into their young heroes.
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe like in the old DC universe you could, and they had in that universe, but not in this uh, New 52 Rebirth hybrid universe. No,
0: because no no, no one knows shit about the young heroes anymore. I'm like, I'm trying to think, who are the premier young heroes of the DC universe? And I'm like, well, Damien... But Damien isn't and- even, like, the main Robin. They're not even doing a Batman and Robin book
1: anymore. No.
0: Jonathan White might be great at one point, but he's so brand new now we don't even know.
1: Yeah, we don't even know. He could be, like,
0: absolutely terrible. I mean, there's Supergirl, but I don't even consider her to be, like, a young hero. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to call her a hip new young hero when she's been around for as long as she has. <laughs> Same with a lot of those characters where it's like Tim Drake. Now Tim Drake is like, you know, he's he's got an apartment on his own. He's living with his girlfriend, Stephanie Brown. He's not a young hero. <laughs> even their young heroes aren't even young heroes. Even their young heroes are like, dude, man, I got I, I to gotta pay my taxes, man. <laughs> I mean, I get Blue Beetle, possibly.
1: He's but like- even then, you still got to like kind of rebuild his legacy a little bit
0: exactly because he's yeah if that's the thing it's like if old older do you see you could do it but not now it's like now they're re you know rebuilding blue beetle like you said from the bottom up it's like did we say you were a science fiction hero uh we meant magic is what we meant yeah so, sorry that came out garbled man i'm excited for that new blue beetle
1: book that should be good <laughs> yeah it should be when's it come out
0: uh soonish i imagine
1: Yeah, oh, I know, like, a lot of the books are coming out in the next
0: month or so. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, they took took a weird break there this week, but, you know, the break was actually kind of good for us because we needed it to catch up and recharge our batteries. Yep. But this was not all the Avengers news we had this week because just in time for July 4th, they announced what Al Ewing's new Avengers series is going to be. Have you seen this? I have. It's pretty patriotic. It's fucking... It's like a, a bald eagle... You know, uh, fucking Uncle Sam could not be any more patriotic than this. It's a team called the USA Avengers is what it's going to be called.
1: Yeah, and I think it's just a rebranding of the new Avengers since the new Avengers sort of split up in the wake of uh, Pleasant the Hill. Pleasant Hill the Pleasant Hill event. So yep. they need a new team.
0: Yep, this is this is a total carryover from that. Once again, the team is convened under Sunspot uh, DaCosta, which, uh, if you remember, at the end of Pleasant Hill, he had become an enemy of the state, and an enemy of the government, and he straight up went to war with S.H.I.E.L.D. during that. I guess I guess this is how he got out of it, by deciding to work for the government.
1: Yeah, and basically being right all along
0: as well. So That's also true, that helps him out. Uh, his buddy Cannonball is coming to join him, and man, do I freaking love Cannonball's new costume.
1: When I saw him, I'm like, oh, that is an awesome costume. He's got like the bomber jacket mm-hmm. he, and, and oh, it looks so. He's awesome. dressed
0: like a World War Two aviator. And I'm like, damn, Cannonball, how'd you get such a cool costume?
1: Yeah, it looks so cool. It's
0: so simple. And yet it's so perfect. He looks like the freaking Rocketeer is what he looks like. He does. Yeah. Only he doesn't need a jetpack as he can fly through the air. Uh, other members of the team include, uh, again, Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl is getting around, isn't
1: she? She is she she and I think it's going to be great as well because she was in um uh that uh, an issue of all new Wolverine and it was a fantastic issue.
0: That was an issue that made me want to pick up her actual series and start. Yeah, reading. same. Like, okay, she's funny. I need to check this out. She's got a brand new costume now, accentuating the red because everyone's got like red, white, and blue tones. Uh, yeah. speaking of red thunderbolt ross the red hulk is also on this team
1: with the mustache and glasses and big
0: guns (laughs) and stars and stripe shorts yes (laughs) which is so awesome it took me a second to be like wait how is he red hulk again when dot green took all the hulk powers away from everyone else how how did he get his hulk powers back hey went and stood in front of an x-ray machine (laughs) he he put like a dozen hot pockets in the microwave and just stood (laughs) there's like any minute now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is the radiation I need to get big and red again. <laughs> it, red Hulk is one of those characters that I always really liked, but I always felt they never found the right team for him, the right makeup and the right dynamic for him. Mm-hmm. Like he was the leader of that Thunderbolts for a bit with all the antiheroes. This will be funny because it looks like he's working under DaCosta, so that'll be fun.
1: Yeah, I I guess he'll probably try and be the leader of the team, but he's not really. I'm in charge now. I've got the mustache.
0: You beat me to it. It's like, have you seen this mustache? This mustache is a symbol of my military bearing, damn it. And I I got cookies stuck in it all the time. This is a
1: command mustache. (laughs) Look, DaCosta,
0: unless you can grow a mustache. (laughs) And then DaCosta does grow a mustache, but it's like his hair, so it just has like a white streak in it. (laughs) <laughs> uh then we got pod which was the robot from new avengers i don't know what pod's deal is because i wasn't
1: reading new avengers well pod was a man before and now it's a woman it's a woman bot
0: <laughs> well i mean you know the the robot had an identity crisis and it decided that it was always born a fembot on the inside and so it <laughs> underwent you know reassignment mechanics i guess <laughs> And now B- B- Pod identifies as a woman and that's fine. It's 2016. Stop letting robot or, you know, g- g- get out of here with your gender binary robotics. <laughs> man, 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 that was a hard joke to come up with. I'm like, wait, where, where am I going with this? Because I was trying to get all the words right. Uh, also, D- Dr. Ho, Dr. Tony Ho is back as the Iron Patriot. So the Iron Patriot found a team.
1: Yeah, it looks really cool as well. It's a really big suit. It's
0: bulky. It's, it's it, it reminds me of, like, the Iron Giant or Big Guy from Big Guy and Rusty. Yep. Which is, that's another instance of, like, man, the Iron Patriot suit is so cool. I can see why they keep bringing it back, but they've never been able to make it stick. I hope it sticks this time.
1: Yeah, I I don't know yet whether it'll be coming back for good or whether it'll be like one of those oh it's here for a couple of issues and then they're just going to go back to like a normal iron man-esque suit i dig that they
0: made it big and bulky
1: because it definitely
0: helps like differentiate it from roadie's war machine and from tony's you know actual iron man suit and whatever riri's new uh iron man war machine type suit will be Mm mm-hmm and the last member of the team, and this is perhaps the most interesting, Daniela Cage, the time-traveling daughter of Luke Cage and Jessica Jones as the Captain America of the future.
1: Yeah, that was really
0: weird. That one blew me away, because when I looked at it, you know what I thought? I'm like, oh, it's Miss America. It's, you know, it's uh, it's America Chavez. Oh, no, wait, she's on the other team. Oh, crap, that's Luke Cage's daughter from the future. <laughs> Man, they've been building her up a bit, haven't they, from showing up in a bit part in that old man Logan's Secret Wars tie into to now being this. In fact, I wonder, is that the world where she's from, or will it be a different world that she's from?
1: Yeah, so, like, she's, like, another survivor of that world, along with Logan. That would be crazy he would finally have someone to talk to. That would be pretty cool. And it'd be a Captain America type figure as well. It would be. Go so, along with, like, how Captain America was talking with him when they were both old men and everything. hmm
0: mm mm-hmm. Now, the reason, apparently, that she's on this team and in the present is that she travels from the future to track down her arch-nemesis, the Golden Skull, who is traveling to the past to try and, like, you know, shore up his power. Hmm. Which, of course, leads the question, well, who is the Golden Skull, then? I imagine he's going to be someone we know. yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So there's a mystery for it. I'll, I'll tell you this: like uh, Al Ewing's writing to me has always kind of been hit or miss. I've much rather preferred his like solo titles to his team titles. Yeah, is the thing. I never read his new Avengers. I never read the Avengers he did before with Luke Cage. But I really want to read USA Ventures. <laughs>
1: i liked his new avengers it was, it was pretty cool uh, i especially like the stuff with the the american kaiju and everything mm, that was a fun story i, like, I liked all that and i, I think this is going to be a pretty cool book
0: what i like about this one is that where all the other avengers books are totally so self-serious this one looks to be tongue-in-cheek this one looks like it's having yeah. a laugh at itself as it should be
1: yeah you you can't really do like that sort of thing Seriously, nowadays, anyway.
0: Not in a post-Team America world. Like, they are literally Team America. Their battle
1: cry (laughs) might as well be USA
0: Avengers, fuck yeah. (laughs) Come on again to save the motherfucking day, yeah. Avengers, fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and it's interesting, too, because that team also seems to be made up of young and old, which is different from the other teams, if those end up being the teams we think they are. Yeah. So it'll be funny to see that go. I wonder if you... If, I mean, it's it's kind of weird and kind of unfortunate, because on one hand, I'm like, man, I can't wait to read those books. Then on the other hand, I'm like, wait, you're shaking up the Avengers status quo already? But we've only had All New All Different for like 11 issues. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, man?
1: Yeah, it's really weird.
0: You'd at least let me grow to like these until you break it up. Although I guess with Civil War 2, you could only break them up.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: And And have it make sense. The the other thing that was kind of floating around, and maybe you saw it too, they had ones with like uh, Miss Marvel, Nova, Spider-Man, and even Cyclops. They had little banners over them being like, uh, I quit, whatever that
1: means. I think so, yeah. I think I saw some of them on Twitter.
0: Again, I'm not – oh, I think Amadeus Cho had one too. I'm assuming because it's all the young heroes saying this, I guess that's them saying we quit – what the old folks are doing because you know the old folks led us to a to not one but two civil wars screw you guys we're taking our super balls and going home we're forming our own teams now (laughs) which honestly you know that's that's not a bad direction to go into honestly that's an interesting repercussion of a
1: second civil war it is yes i i don't know where this civil war is going to go anyway
0: no we're two issues in and no one's really thrown a punch yet which is funny
1: yeah, well, well, we'll get to that when I, re- when I talk about Mean Humans book.
0: Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, what other stuff happened this week? What is, what is on my list? Ooh, ooh, so uh, Adult Swim was doing the rounds this week with a cool little behind-the-scenes thing for the new season of Samurai Jack, and the big reveal is that this is going to totally be R-rated now.
1: Yeah, I, I, when I heard this, I'm like, oh, crap, what are they going to do in this series now?
0: They're like, yeah, it's it's on Adult Swim, not regular Cartoon Network. We can get away with stuff that we could never get away with before, and we respect that all the people who have been clamoring for a new season of Samurai Jack, they're they're all guys our age now. They're all, we're all yeah. guys in our 20s, and they're like, yeah, we want to actually up the, you know, uh, up what we can get away with. And the first image we've seen is Jack with, like, a big-ass beard and seemingly caked in blood. Not oil, not mud, not all the stuff they had to be clever about back when it was on Cartoon but, like, actual, honest-to-God blood he seems to be covered in.
1: Yeah, he looks
0: really, really Old Man Logan-ish. You type. beat me to it. It's Old Man Jack now. <laughs> Actually, apparently he's going to be really Old Man Jack because the way Gendy Tartakovsky was talking about it, when we join jack in this series it's been a couple years
1: since we last saw him yeah yeah and he's got like a new suit of armor and everything
0: yeah he's saying that this is kind of like jack needing to get back in the saddle i'm going to assume and you know you can tell me if you agree or not i'm going to assume that in the interim of like the last episode and the beginning of this new series or season or whatever you want to call it mini series i'm going to guess jack just
1: said fuck it and gave gave up trying to get back to the past yeah i think he's just now living in the future Yeah, just living in the... Just chilling.
0: Just chilling, you know, enjoying that internet. Lots of stuff on the AkuNet to check out. (laughs) (laughs) Going to more raves. That's one of my favorite episodes of Samurai Jack, where he goes to the rave. Yeah. Oh, that rave episode is great. So yeah, like you said, I'm sure they're going in a total old man Logan direction. I'm sure he doesn't give a fuck anymore. I'm sure he stopped. But as is the classic Samurai movie you know, kind of trope, and even the Western movie trope, they would adopt it. There'll be an inciting incident that will make him, you know, need to take up arms again. Heck, I wouldn't even be surprised, again, because you mentioned old man Logan. What if Jack has a family in the future? Wouldn't that be some shit if he settled down and, like, had a family and some kids?
1: Yeah, that'd be pretty cool.
0: And then Aku kills his family and kids, and that's why he has to, you know, get back out there.
1: Yeah, and then that is, like, maybe give him maybe that will involve like some maybe some type of time travel where he has to go back in time to sort of right that wrong and still have a family and everything
0: yeah wouldn't that be crazy that would be i mean i'm all for this i mean sky's the limit for where they could take this show and i'm really interested apparently he's gonna keep the beard too Gendy tartakovsky says oh yes he's he's keeping the beard he's he's going full-on solid snake he's gonna keep the beard Awesome. You know, he'll keep the beard until like the final episode where he has to shave it all off and put his top knot back on and basically dress like he did at the beginning of the show. So things come yeah. full circle. They yeah. they didn't let us hear the new Aku voice cuz obviously Mako, the man who did the voice of Aku, sadly passed away, but apparently they got a good sound alike. Awesome. They also said too for a second they thought about actually like rebranding Aku to try and like m- explain why he sounds different. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I'd, like, make him, like, a descendant or something. Or,
0: like, do the Doctor Who thing, be like, no, he regenerated, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. But in the end, they're like, no, no, he was the funniest character on the show, if we reinvented him too much, we'd kind of be betraying everything we did this for, so no, we'll just get a good sound alike, and we'll let him continue the way people remember.
1: Ah, that's cool.
0: That is cool. Phil Lamar, back as Jack, so you know it's gonna be good. Oh, yeah. I hope we see the Scotsman again. The Scotsman was my favorite. Uh,
1: yeah, he was so cool.
0: Scotsman was amazing, and as someone of Scottish descent who has been to many Scottish weddings in my life, that, du- that dude is basically just my extended family. <laughs> in fact, in fact, to blow your mind, uh, the first episode where we see the Scotsman where they like meet each other on the bridge, Yep, that's like a real honest-to-God Scottish folktale. That I have heard at weddings many a times. You know, obviously, some people tell it in a jokey fashion and it gets a little bit filthier. But yeah, I remember watching that show on Cartoon Network, that particular episode, and being like, dude, I've heard this story. I've heard this story before of the two guys meeting on the bridge and being too stubborn to let one go the other way. Just just goes to show you the type of cool shit they had going on there. Uh, yeah. Moving on, moving on from old cartoons we love that are getting getting resurrected to some news about some current TV shows that have had some development. So apparently, uh, Draco Malfoy actor Tom Felton has uh, inked a deal to appear in a recurring role on Flash season three.
1: Uh so Iris's new boyfriend. <laughs>
0: You know that's what's going to happen. They're go- they're going to undo the happy ending they had at the end of last season so he can chase her some more.
1: Yeah, yeah, and he'll be like a like cuz they're doing this whole um flashpoint. Uh, flashpoint thing. She she'll like be like married to him or like be involved with him or something and he'll be like a villain.
0: Mm, you know, I, you know, I had a whole other theory, but what you're saying makes literally too much sense, so probably
1: yeah well he plays a villain in literally everything he's in so even, even
0: though apparently he's a very nice guy is the thing. yeah he is i've met him
1: uh, he is a really nice guy
0: and just a dude who wasn't afraid of getting typecast as a villain for the rest of his career so, so good on you mr felton wherever you are <laughs> you know i i thought like oh well maybe he'll be some sort of super villain maybe he'll be this that and the other but no you're right he is the perfect candidate for in this flashpoint world where everything's changed and everything is different and barry's got to get everything back to the way it was yeah he's he's the guy who's dating slash married to iris right now
1: yeah i'd be surprised if he wasn't he'll be he'll be like cobalt blue or
0: something crazy he'll be a speedster yeah he'll be he'll be reverse flash but like the daniel west version of reverse flash
1: yeah or he'll play someone like Like, someone in, like, a Jeff Johns episode, like, the Black Racer or something. Oh, wouldn't that be some shit? That'd be pretty cool.
0: No, he's Max Mercury. He comes out in, like, all the old-timey tri-corner hat and everything. Hello, I'm Max (laughs) Mercury. (laughs) (laughs) I was in the Harry Potter movies. Now I'm some weird, like, friggin' uh, Amish dude who's also a speedster. (laughs) (laughs) Either way, I think that's gonna be fun. Nice to see that dude getting some TV work. I swear the funniest bit he ever had was in a movie that wasn't that great but had a great moment in it it's in get him to the greek when uh yeah yeah is all drunk in the bar and it's like hey you're draco mouth he's like yeah yeah and then he just continually quotes harry potter at him even though he's not having any of it (laughs) he's just like oh oh not here too (laughs) I am too sad now that 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 was funny that was good for him now uh, moving on to a DC centric story or another DC centric story I should say something that's going to make Matt and I very happy and something that I feel that Matt and I willed into existence with this show chop this up to another thing that got the comic multiverse bump but uh, hey Matt remember how much you and I loved the Midnighter
1: Oh, I don't think we could stop talking about it.
0: Remember how bummed we were when it was cancelled and we're like, Oh, well, it's so stupid what they should have done for DC Rebirth is it should have been Midnighter and Apollo is what it should have been. Well, Steve Orlando announced on his Twitter this week that Midnighter and Apollo are coming back for a mini series now.
1: Yeah, he must have been listening to us. Thanks, he must Steve. Have been listening to us.
0: <laughs> and surely, surely I'm imagining this is like a Test the Waters miniseries, and if it does really good, it'll become like a regular.
1: Yeah, they'll probably bring back Stormwatch or something.
0: Or something around it. Like, I would happily just read a Midnight or an Apollo book. Yeah. Because, I mean, they've tried Stormwatch and the other stuff before, and it's kind of been eh. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You need the right specific writers for that.
0: You do, and you also need to not ditch the DC stuff as well. Like, that Midnighter series played it perfect, where it's like, here's a nice balance, here's, you know, here's a character from the Midnighters, long history, here's a character from Stormwatch, but here's also the Suicide Squad, you know, here's him fighting Multiplex, but here's him fighting some guys you might remember.
1: Yeah, it was really good balance and everything, so I'm wondering, like, what is this series gonna be about?
0: Could be about anything.
1: Uh, I,
0: I would like that, you know, if it did come back for a series, they treat Midnighter and Apollo much like how I imagine they're going to be treating Constantine, and that is Constantine will be the epicenter of magic in the DC universe, and all that stuff will go through that book. If Midnighter and Apollo is a success, and I know Matt and I will almost certainly be championing when it comes out, let that be the epicenter for Stormwatch and that, you know, company's worth of characters.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: I would like that. I think that would be cool. No word on what the story is going to be yet, but you know, uh, Midnighter and Apollo had reconciled at the end of Midnighter series, and I guess this is just them heading off on adventures, man.
1: Yeah, going beating the shit out of people and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, beating the shit out of everybody, man, <laughs> and so much. Fun. I, I know we said it before, and I'll say it again. I think Midnighter in the DC Comics was like to compare him to an anime character. He's basically Alucard from Hell'sing. He just walks <laughs> through everything.
1: Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck.
0: If if they ever do an animated version of Midnighter, and God willing, one day they will, Crispin Freeman needs to voice Midnighter, because that's the <laughs> voice I hear in my head when he talks. <laughs> oh, you all fucked up this time. <laughs> punch, punch, kick. Hey, dick, nice ass. <laughs> that's that's uh, another thing that happened this week in the Grayson book. <laughs> Uh, again (laughs) dick's butt dick butt again as far as the eye can see everyone's on about it actually it was Constantine that was on about it hilariously enough ah that's that's a right fine ass you got there I don't know why I'm making Constantine sound Australian he's not (laughs) if they ever do another terrible movie they'll cast an Australian in the role
1: (laughs) They'll cast Jai Courtney in the role. Jai Courtney
0: is Constantine, but I thought he was Captain Boomerang. Shut up, he's Constantine. (laughs) Good eye, mate, magic and cigarettes and stuff. (laughs) Foster that's all his magic does, he just summons cans of fosters everywhere. (laughs) And everywhere real Austrians, like, we don't even drink that. Where did that come from? (laughs) What an odd stereotype. But uh, yeah, from uh, Midnighter and Apollo to another famous duo that is going to be returning. Uh, I don't know if you paid attention to this matter over the weekend, but Disney uh, was all over the net, being like, you know, okay, so tomorrow we're having a big press conference. It's a big announcement. It's huge. You know, everyone's got to be there. It's going to be huge. And obviously, everyone thought like, ooh, is this a new Marvel thing? Is this a new Star Wars thing? What on earth could they possibly be announcing? No one expected what they were announcing, and that is, hey, Wreck-It Ralph two is a go.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited. I loved Rickett Ralph.
0: Me too. You know, I. It's funny. That's a movie that I learned to love uh, on repeated viewings and really appreciate more on repeated viewings. The first time I saw it was when you know, like the hype was at its highest, and we're like, oh, you know, it's hilarious. It's this, that, and the other. And I'm like, man, it's pretty good. But then it's the second time that I saw it that I really started to appreciate it because you went into the movie thinking like, oh, you know, there's going to be a million video game references and jokes and it's going to all be about video games. It was, but it also wasn't at the same time.
1: Yeah, it, it was a really great blend of what Disney do best and like all the new stuff with like video games and everything.
0: And also, hey, we got the rights to use all these classic game characters. Isn't that fucking amazing?
1: yeah that was pretty cool
0: this the the apparent plot for wreck it ralph 2 is going to be they're leaving the video game stuff behind which is a really ballsy fucking choice yeah and instead they're going to be taking on the internet
1: well, i guess that actually sort of makes sense since like wreck it ralph and all that are in like like when they're in their arcade cabinets they're like old games and mm. like nowadays old games you can like go on the internet and play it's true yeah like i can pull out like pac-man and stuff on the on the internet like
0: roms is that going to be the thing of vanellope (laughs) and uh and and wreck it ralph they're all on a rom they're all on some rom hack and then they get out (laughs) into the internet is that where we're going
1: with this
0: (laughs) Uh, you know that's actually not a terrible idea if they wanted to do that
1: (laughs) Yeah, they get, like, pirated and there's, like, evil versions of themselves or something. Oh
0: my god. That's great. That's actually really clever. And so they got to escape out into the internet to do stuff. And they had, like, a bunch of fake signs down at the bottom that were clearly meant to, you know, symbolize real sites like Google and Amazon and everything yeah my my thought is is like no ralph you're too sweet and kind don't don't go to the internet you don't you don't want to be i'm on the internet you don't want to be where i am wrecking ralph i'm horrible in case you haven't noticed it's it's crazy too because obviously it's a disney movie so they can't go too like dark with it and like too messed up but I can think of, like, a really, like, really funny adult version of this premise where it's like, Wreck-It Ralph goes to E-Fucked or Rule 34. <laughs> yeah, Wreck-It Ralph visits its fortune. Oh, that was my next one where he's like, this is horrible here. Why am I here? How do I get out? <laughs> Ralph, what is seen cannot be unseen. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, what's this file? Blue, waffle. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just all the worst things that can happen to you on the internet. Hmm, shady Chinese eBay pages. This looks fine.
1: This is yeah, it's like it's like knockoff versions of him and everything.
0: <laughs> Smash it, Ralph! What? <laughs> no he's good he's perfect he's he's, he's perfectly good he's he's better even he's much better smash it Ralph number one Eastern Europe and China (laughs) imagine that freaking Wreck-It Ralph goes to like the Pirates Bay and it's literally just a bunch of pirates who steal him and say we're gonna put you out online (laughs) in fact here's a copy of your first movie (laughs) that we shanghaied on the internet (laughs) seas
1: Uh, well they already kind of did that in Zootopia didn't they
0: yeah they did they already made that joke well see that's the thing Wreck-It Ralph Zootopia they're all in the same universe man (laughs) it
1: wouldn't surprise me
0: I mean people have been bandying about that uh Pixar shared universe theory forever so would it really surprise you that this new reign of Disney movies all take place in the same timeline Yeah, Tangled is all the way in the past. Zootopia is far in the future, and Wreck-It Ralph is somewhere in the middle. Yep. There you go, everyone. I just I just said that. Now figure it out. <laughs> figure it out. It's not my job to do it to figure that out. Uh, speaking of which, this is like the Zootopian Frozen people who are working on this. So they didn't throw any scrubs on this project. They uh they actually threw their A team on it.
1: Yeah, it's going to be really cool.
0: And usually with Disney sequels, they carry, like, this stigma of being really horrible, but honestly, you know, the world of Wreck-It Ralph was so interesting.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of way they can go with it.
0: Exactly. This is one of the few instances where I'm like, no, I don't think you did get it all out in the first movie, guys. I think you actually could do another one. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, color us excited for Wreck-It Ralph 2, whatever that might be.
1: Yeah, the electric boogaloo or whatever.
0: (laughs) Electric internet aloo. (laughs) Wreck It Ralph 2, the Wi Fi edition. (laughs) Wreck It Ralph 2, Windows 10. Oh, so no,
1: no, he'd have to be, like, eh, forcefully updated to Windows 10. Yeah,
0: I know, right? It's so hilarious you should mention that. So, like, one of the nice old ladies who live in my building cornered me the other day when I was getting my mail and said, Joel, you know about them computers, don't you? And I'm like, yes, I, I know about the computers. I, I work on one for the most part. She's like, well, you know, my son, he's, you know, he's off in Chile right now, and, you know, I'd like to email him, but but I can't quite work the Gmail. Could you help me work the Gmail? And I'm like, I guess I could help you work the Gmail at some point. And then she's like, and what is this Windows 10 thing they keep telling me I need? And I'm like, okay, I'll I'll try and help you out with that. The funny thing being, I'm like, shit, I I, I wouldn't even, is it that easy to upgrade to Windows 10? Because obviously I was forced into doing it when my last computer died and I had to get a new one. It was forced on me. Is it just that easy to update (laughs) to Windows 10?
1: No. It's not? It's not. It's not what. Well, like my computer keeps saying like it needs to, and I like tried it, and I like stopped halfway through the installation, and I like every time it does that, I re- I shut off my computer because I don't want it to brick it.
0: Of course, of course not. Yet. And
1: that's what people. Like, that's what's ha- been happening to people. It's been bricking their computers.
0: Mm, that's the worst. It's funny they uh, they have like nagware going on now. Where it's like, no, we really we would really like you to try Windows 10. No, okay, but to- but tomorrow, really, Windows 10 for real. Yeah. They're like the pushiest drug dealers ever. It's like, look, you're going to take this Windows 10 and you're going to like it. <laughs> I've even heard some horror stories from people who, like you, downloaded it, decided they didn't like it, and took it out, and that actually hurt a bunch of their devices and stuff. Yeah. Like Skype apparently stopped working for some people once they installed or reinstalled and uninstalled uh, Windows 10. Yeah. So thanks, Windows. <laughs> thanks for being Windows,
1: Windows. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jeez, it's almost like we need you or something so you feel you can do whatever you want and we just have to like it. <laughs> it ain't that crazy matt when you basically have a monopoly yep uh so yeah that's uh that was the news for this week man we talked for a decent amount of time for what was ultimately a few stories which is good because uh sweet fuck all came out for comics this week
1: no that was like four comics
0: Pretty much. I only did about four, but you know, that was kind of a good thing too because I got to experiment with some new videos. Like I said before, I did a caped kitchen with those America waffles. I finally got to justify owning that. And I launched a new series too called Required Reading, where I basically break down essential issues in characters' histories that you need to read.
1: Cool. Yeah, I've been like playing with the idea of doing something like that as well. Like maybe doing like specific storylines.
0: People have asked me to do that. Go
1: read. Yeah, people have asked me as well.
0: The, the issue with that, no pun intended, issue, ha 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 ha, the problem with that, I find, is like, you know, but everyone is doing that right now, and in some cases, yeah. some people are doing it so much better, how do I make mine different, you know?
1: Yeah, that's the problem, you end up being pretty much like every other channel out there.
0: Exactly, you don't want to, that, that, that's a thing, because, you know, people, I'm sure, ask me and Matt this all the time, you know, I want to start a YouTube channel what would you recommend I do? Be different. Don't go with the crowd unless you feel you can do it better. And also, make content that you yourself would want to see. And I noticed that in all these other shows out there where they talk about comic storylines and everything, very rarely do they talk about individual issues or even where and how they're collected. And I had a really clever idea there, Matt. I told people about the issues, then down in the link below, I'm like, hey, here's some links to the books from Book Depository. If you buy them through my link, I'll make some money. <laughs> <laughs> Help support this show, you get a good read and Joel Joel gets some pennies. <laughs> I will dance for these pennies. But yeah, that's that's what I did this week. Would you like to go first for what you read or should I?
1: Uh you can go first.
0: Okay. I guess the big book this week that everyone was talking about it was it was hotly, hotly anticipated, which is something you rarely say about comic books, but that was Captain America Steve Rogers number two. Yep, I read this as well. You you may remember, Matt, but a while ago when the first issue came out, people lost their goddamn minds.
1: Oh god, you couldn't turn anywhere without someone losing their shit about this. I
0: I have rarely seen backlash like this. I say this backlash easily dwarfed the superior Spider-Man backlash and even the Grayson backlash from a few years ago. Yep. It got very ugly very quickly. Is what mm-hmm. it got. And I think that really has to do with the fact that Captain America, even more than Superman, arguably, kind of trumps the medium in which he exists. He's more than just a superhero, he's a straight up pop culture icon. And the fact that someone might even, you know, might even have the goal to imply that he might possibly uh, have any manner of HYDRA affiliations caused people to completely go nuts. Even, even when Superman renounced his American citizenship during that run, people didn't get nearly as pissed off. Yep. I think it was just kind of like the right controversy at the right time, perhaps.
1: oh yeah god yeah with like the elections and this was everything yeah
0: this was the time for it you know this was definitely the time for something like this to really take hold and grab people by the short and curlies and it did so much to the point that it almost eclipsed dc rebirth which came out the same day (laughs) which i'm sure dc was pulling their goddamn hair out it's like we finally gave you people what you wanted and you're talking about captain america (laughs) god damn you all to hell (laughs) almost to the point where i felt bad for dc where i'm like no 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 but they're doing great work though everyone wally's back and green arrow is cool (laughs) stop talking about captain america for a minute (laughs) but yes so the second issue came out this week and wouldn't you know it like everyone who has read comics before in their lives would tell you they answered all the questions in a single issue
1: Yep, and it's like what we were saying, like, just wait for the next issue. They'll explain and everything. And I like that there's people out there that think that because of the negative reaction of a comic from a month ago, they rewrote this comic. I'm like, you have no idea how comics work, do you?
0: It's the dumbest thing ever. The fact is comics are written months, sometimes even years in advance if the writer is busy, which Nick Spencer is. Fact of the matter is, this second issue was probably already being drawn, colored, lettered, and completed by the time that issue one was already out on stands.
1: Yeah, chances are it was probably even already printed.
0: Yeah, but of course, you know, when angry people are angry, telling them they're wrong makes them even angrier, go figure. Yep. But yeah, it was just, it's such a, even in retrospect now when you actually read the book and figure out what the reasoning is, the people who lo- lost their minds look even sillier now because you couldn't have got a more comic book-y explanation. Mm-hmm. Like, th- Like, this is the most comic book explanation I think I've ever heard. Now, if people wanted to complain and be like, oh, well, you know, that was a lackluster twist, sure, whatever, that's your right, I'm fine with it. Personally, I dug it, and I'll tell you why I dug it. Uh, for those of you who don't know or who have only been slightly following along, the big reveal we find out here is that Steve Rogers, when he was resurrected by Kobik, or, well, I mean, I say, well, res- he was half dead, but also resurrected and had his youth yeah. brought back to him, Cobick took that chance to rewrite his mind, implant him with uh, false memories, making him a Hydra sympathizer.
1: Yep, and the reason for this is is because Red Skull was acting as her dad Yes. for like a lot of the comic in like the background of uh, the Pleasant yep. Hill event.
0: And the reason for that is is because no one at Shield dare ask the question when they were making like a super weapon, omnipotent godchild out of shards of the cosmic cube. Never did they bother to ask, uh, "Hey, who owned this cosmic cube before this?"
1: Yeah, and so they- it pretty much confirms that like com- Kobig is technically red skull's daughter
0: she is she is the original cosmic cube that red skull picked up in that classic captain america issue i'm sure you've all seen the covers and you know they fight and it gets broken that's the one so when kobik became sentient she came to the red skull first because she actually viewed the red skull like you said as a father figure
1: yep and red skull gives her a bed with a Cute Hydra symbol on it
0: Oh and a Hive plushie Did you see the Hive plushie? Yeah. Oh my yeah. I fucking want a Hive plushie Marvel make a Hive plushie Where I can buy it I will buy two <laughs> That's an amazing scene, too, and that's the thing that no one ever gives Nick Spencer credit for. He does good drama, but he's also freaking hilarious. So you get this great image of Red Skull reading Kobik a bedtime story. It's like, and then the Red Skull took over the world and Hydra reigned for a million years and everyone was very happy. The end. <laughs> Man, Red Skull, that was a good story. <laughs> but yeah that's that was the reasoning behind it and the further reasoning is that you know red skull is bored ever since he got the brain of charles xavier
1: yeah, he's gotten a little bit too powerful, mm-hmm. and now he's bored. <laughs> he
0: He's like, he's like I am too OP for this game, brah. I need to nerf myself in the next update. <laughs> he's like, look, the fact is I'm a conqueror, I'm a warrior, I'm a warmonger, and I can steamroll anybody now with my mental powers, and it's just not fun anymore.
1: Yeah, I'm too jacked.
0: I'm too, I'm too beast mode, is what I am. I need to create the most convoluted plan I've ever created. And by God, has this man had some convoluted plans
1: in his Boy, time. Yeah.
0: Remember when he masqueraded in the brain of a Russian for a little bit?
1: Yes. Yes, I do.
0: Wasn't that a crazy plan? This is topping that shit now where he's like, no, it's not enough for me to kill Captain America Steve Rogers. I need to eat him up from the inside out. I need to make him turn against everything he ever believed in. And I need to make him a secret enemy of his friends to the point that where if my plan goes the way I want it to, Bucky or Sam or whoever is going to have to take Cap down. Mm-hmm. which is an insidious plan, and I cannot wait to see where it goes from here.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really cool.
0: An- another angle, too, that I'm sure they're going to be running with, because they kind of reflected it in Kobik and are now reflecting it in Steve, this idea of nature versus nurture and what truly makes us evil. Yeah. Like, Kobik is ultimately super sympathetic for the whole thing, because she is she's a child. She doesn't know she's been manipulated this whole time. Yeah. As, as she said endlessly throughout Pleasant Hill, I just wanted people to be happy, and unfortunately, because her mind has been twisted, what she thinks makes people happy is Hydra. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it's was, it was really weird. It's weird, but
0: super interesting at the same time, and despite what people were complaining and going on about, no, Steve was not mind-controlled. This is not mind-control, this is implanted memories, this is a completely different storytelling device.
1: Yeah, and it's really interesting as
0: well. That's that's what a lot of the rage came from. It's like, yeah, but Marvel lied to us, though. They said it wasn't going to be brainwashing, and it was brainwashing. A, it wasn't. B, mm-hmm. and I don't know how you feel about this, Matt. Honestly, I don't think the writers need to tell me anything.
1: Yeah, I don't think so
0: either. It's their story. I, I wouldn't ask – I mean, look, writers are artists. They can say whatever they want. That being said, when they do lie, I'm quick to make fun of them for it. Perfect example uh, <laughs> over in DC when Jeff Johns was like, you know, oh, it's, a, it's a brand new era in DC Comics. We're not going to let the movies and TV uh, impact what we do anymore. Then
1: why is the Suicide Squad the same team from the movie? <laughs> yeah, he, he, here introducing the new Suicide Squad in their movie costumes. <laughs>
0: because shut up, that's why. <laughs> and, and this is even what this is, is isn't even a shut up, that's why moment. This was more of a no. I'm going to actually try and protect my twist a little longer so you'll enjoy it when you actually get a chance to read it yeah i don't think there was anything malicious going on here i think anyone who got their feelings hurt was again maybe just overreacting a little bit yeah and you don't have to like the story i didn't like dimension z and didn't read captain america for a long period of time this has got me back this has made me want to read captain america again
1: Same. I never read any of that. I'd seen some pictures of it and everything and was like, eh, it's not really my thing. But this is.
0: Sometimes you got to do crazy shit to get people back. I mean, heck, so many people got back into Spider-Man because of Superior Spider-Man. It got me back. I dropped it after one more day and couldn't give a shit. But then they're like, no, 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 but Doc Ock is living in Spider-Man's brain. I'm like, oh, well, this I gotta see.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And I did. And it got me back, and I'm back in now. Uh, Some interesting places they could go with this book for the future. It kind of is brilliant in the way that you realize with this issue that Nick Spencer has been telling one long Captain America story from his Sam Wilson run to Pleasant Hill to now this.
1: Yeah, he's been building this up for a we- for a while now.
0: Yeah, so you can't say this was slapped together or, oh, they're only doing this to, you know, grab headlines or whatever. No, they've been planting the seeds of this for a while. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, because of this book, it made me want to go back and read all of uh, Captain America: Sam Wilson, which I had missed out on. I'm so glad I did because, you know, A, that book is really cool. There's a whole bit with the Serpent Society that I thought was super funny and super great. But also, here's the thing. In the second issue of Sam Wilson, Captain America, they foreshadow what's happening with Captain America right now.
1: Oh, shit.
0: They do. Go back and check out that one issue if you read nothing else from that run. There's a bit where these talking news heads are going on about COVID because, you know, uh, they, they had just leaked the information about it. And the one news head is like, oh, could you imagine anything more terrifying than this? You know, someone could reach inside my mind and change things about me without me even knowing about it. (laughs)
1: Yeah <laughs> And that's
0: exactly what happened with Captain America right now. He's still the same old Steve we've always known. Just his worldview has been recolored by the fact that he's had fake memories put inside his head. Yeah. And I wonder moving forward how the story is going to evolve. Is he going to be a loyal Hydra agent through and through? Or is Steve such an innately good guy? Will he begin to question his Hydra programming and want to do good anyway?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I think he will fight against it like it'll be that whole thing where it's like America overcomes everything. And-
0: yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Which people were so quick to say, this is the most unpatriotic story ever. And I'm like, <laughs> you, you know he's going to win, right? You, <laughs> yeah,
1: he, he's not going to lose. He's Captain fucking
0: America. You know he always wins, right? And he'll probably give a speech about how we can do it. America can do it because America can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it when Captain America is uh, is critical of America. And I'm like, he's a walking flag man. He's gonna have to comment on it at some point. <laughs> these these people completely forgetting. It's like, hey, remember when he was Nomad? Remember, you know, when they killed him <laughs> and all this other stuff. Uh, but that's that's Captain America. Uh, Like I said, I'm actually interested in this book now for the first time ever. And and in a weird way, I'm actually kind of upset that they answered all the questions in the second issue because I was really hoping the controversy of this would stick around for a bit and that that would jack up views on my video.
1: Yeah, I was hoping it was going to stick around for a couple more months and just, like, rile people up even more with Cap going and doing Hydra things and everything like that, only in, like, the second-to-last issue be, like, the big reveal.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And if people are saying that's trollish of us to say, yes, yes, it is. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's absolutely trollish. Because, man, my my first issue review of that, like, I knew I was going to cover it. But I didn't know how badly I wanted to cover it until the controversy. It got like five thousand views in a day, which you know for us, oh, nice. which for a single issue was pretty solid. This new one has like two thousand. It, it might hit three by the end of the week. But I'm like, man, that's less than the first one. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, but it could have been better though. Oh,
1: <laughs> well, my review for it's coming out later today. Nice, nice. Uh, so, so what else did you have this week, Matt? Uh, I had Uncanny in Humans issue ten and eleven. I fell behind, so I, I, I reviewed these two at the same time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: issue ten was really cool. It was a reader centric storyline when his dog got possessed by the capo. Oh no! So he had to go like look for it, and he ends up getting captured, and he, he actually ends up killing a bunch of people, and something readers hasn't really done. So it was kind of like a big sort of shock moment in the comic. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I like the Inhumans book, but I'm re- I'm like letting a couple issues culminate and then
1: going back and reading them. Yeah, well, you're going to want to read issue 11 because it's a Civil War tie-in. Uh, oh boy, is it a Civil War tie-in. <laughs> so you know in Civil War 2 how Tony sort of goes after Ulysses? I sure do. Yeah, well, Medusa doesn't take kindly to that. No, she so doesn't. She f- so she fucks up Tony Stark's life. She takes all of his money. Oh. She uh blows up all of his houses and cars.
0: Oh shit.
1: Uh she uh does like a bunch of like romantic scandals and stuff from him and everything. <laughs> um and she this is all like while he's away doing stuff so he's not like getting hurt or anything by right, like this. Right. Um, and it sort of culminates at the end with Trigon hiring Maximus the Mad <laughs> to, blow up, to blow up Stark Tower. Jesus, Medusa don't play. Yeah, but Medusa didn't know he was going to blow up Stark Tower. That's true. E-
0: even though, if you remember, uh, what is it, Karnak wanted to, like, punch the whole building
1: down in Civil War 2. Yeah. II. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, she doesn't fuck around.
0: Which which actually the reason that she, uh that Karnak wanted to punch it down, that probably means that they're gonna be really easy to frame the inhumans for if they do end up destroying Stark Tower.
1: Yeah, well I think that's like what this whole thing is with him with Maximus blowing up Stark Tower is like I think Trigon went a little bit too far and yeah. I think they're gonna sort of have to frame them now <laughs> somehow. That,
0: that sounds like a winner. I'm all for that. Uh i read dark knight returns master race number five this week yes that series is still going on
1: i actually i forgot about that i was gonna read it and then i completely forgot about it
0: (laughs) it's it's a big nothing issue for what is ultimately turning out to be a big nothing event this is this is what happens when you write a comic to balance your books and not because you actually had a story you wanted to tell yeah and it's not bad is the thing it's perfectly acceptable it's just nothing amazing Mm -hmm. it's boring and a story like this shouldn't
1: be boring it shouldn't be it's got like some of the best stuff like to make a story you got all these evil kryptonians Mm -hmm. and an old batman and an old superman coming back together to fight them and all these other heroes but yeah it's just
0: eh. this uh this issue also starts backpedaling on a bunch of stuff too it's like hey remember how superman got a great uh, like, sacrifice moment where he came to blows with his daughter and everything. Yeah, he's not dead. Aquaman had a magic pin from Atlantis that breaks him out of the black holes. Of course he did. Of course he did. So he's fine. Also, hey, remember when Flash broke all of his legs and it looked like he was dead because he tripped on, like, a manhole cover like an idiot? Yes. Uh, his legs are still broken, which means he can't run and solve all the problems, but uh, but he's alive, though. Oh. <laughs> And I think Batman was going to build him, like,
1: robot legs or some shit. Oh, next they're going to say Green Lantern's still alive because he found his arm and sewed it back on.
0: (laughs) You joke, but possibly. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so apparently Batman defeats all the Kryptonians in issue five because he had drone robots seed Kryptonite into the clouds. So he literally makes it rain Kryptonite.
1: Oh, because that's a storyline that hasn't been
0: done before. He makes it rain kryptonite, but he makes a point of saying, oh, but it's only diluted kryptonite, though, so it'll only hurt the Kandorians and not the good kryptonians. that
1: That's not how kryptonite works.
0: It's not, but then also Superman shows up, and Superman is wearing a robot battlesuit, just like Batman's robot battlesuit, only it's Superman-themed. <laughs> And I'm like, why is he wearing a protective suit when you just went out of your way to say that the kryptonite was diluted? You you just really wanted to draw Superman in that suit, didn't you? Yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, I was wrong. I do that a lot. (laughs) And that's basically the issue, but it's not even the weirdest part. By far, the most disappointing bit was actually the backup story, which you have to read the backup stories for these because they are actually important. Mm-hmm. This one focused on Lara, and you think, okay, this this will be interesting because she's the most conflicted character. She has the most skin in this fight. She betrayed her father. She did all this other stuff. Guess uh, guess what her backup story is? Well, she makes eyes at one of the Krypton or one of the Kandorian boys, and they basically go on a super date. Oh,
1: <laughs> only
0: because it's Frank Miller, he needs to make it really weird
1: by the end. Oh, uh, so like they go get hookers or something
0: no they start fighting each other but lara's like yeah i like that and then they start hitting each other and making out and hitting each other and making out
1: oh so she's into the spousal abuse
0: yeah and i'm just like i don't think this is what lara's into so much as this is what you frank miller are into (laughs) (laughs) and her reasoning is like yes i'm an amazon this is what we're into and i'm like god damn it frank god damn <laughs> C- can you write something that doesn't make me feel like I need to take a shower when I'm done <laughs> could you please n- no no okay and I swear those backup stories are one of the only things that like you can actually say unequivocally like yes Frank Miller wrote this because it, it's gross like what modern day Frank Miller writes <laughs> you can know it's him it's got the grossness seal of approval <laughs> but yeah that was, that was Dark Knight Returns which, shit, I don't even know where this story's gonna go, because it's five issues in, apparently there's, like, a couple more, even though the threat has ended,
1: basically. Yeah, it, uh, they'll figure out a reason for Superman to fight Batman again. Yeah,
0: I mean, I guess, in fairness, so was the original Dark Knight Returns, because once he defeats the mutant leader and everything, you would think the story was over, but it kept going anyway. Yeah. Uh, what, to, what else did you have on your plate, Matt?
1: Uh, I had International Iron Man issue 4.
0: I dropped that, actually.
1: Yeah, well, this issue, like, touted itself as a Civil War tie, and it's not. What bullshit? It's a flashback story. How can a series of <laughs>
0: flashbacks be a Civil I, War tie? I
1: said that, like, what the fuck is this bullshit? And, I'm like, so you know how, like, they, they they can count it as a Civil War storyline? They can count it because at the start, there's a flash forward to a week after the events of Civil War 1. Oh. And it's Tony just like, I want to find my real parents. That's and and and, Fr- and Friday's like okay, they're in Bulgaria. That's
0: cheap. That's really and, um, cheap.
1: Yeah, then the rest of the comic is like a flashback with him and Cassandra Gillespie in Auckland, New Zealand. uh Howard turns up in his bitchin' flyin' ass Mustang cars. Oh
0: sweet, that's like something he would drive.
1: And then a uh, bunch of terrorists driving spike Spiegle's ship from Cowboy Bebop. Oh shit, for uh, real. <laughs> Yeah, they look exactly like them. Now um,
0: I kind of want to read it.
1: <laughs> they kidnap Cassandra and everything, and yeah, that that's pretty much it. I don't know where
0: that series going, and if it is, it's kind of dragging its ass.
1: Well, they, we're, we're going to eventually find out who Tony's real parents are. And like I've seen websites saying, oh, it, it's Bla- Black Widow is his mother because uh, she's old. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay then
0: (laughs) i mean to me they keep seeming to make the point that like maybe cassandra is like his sister or his half-sister possibly
1: yeah something to do with him
0: have they have they boned yet because if they haven't boned yet
1: i i think so they 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 have been romantically involved like he they they arrived in auckland new zealand because they like ran away from their parents i remember that that. much i read the first story Yeah.
0: Because here's the thing, if they don't bone, if they don't consummate, then yes, they might be related. But if not, then it's fine. Because, <laughs> I mean, come on, even Luke Skywalker kissed his own sister, so there you go. <laughs> I mean, well, technically Leia kissed him to make Han jealous, but whatever, let's not open up that old topic. <laughs> let's let's not talk about potential incest in the Skywalker family. <laughs> uh i had spider-man number five this week this was kind of like an uneventful little two issue done story from bendis you know uh spider-man fought black hat and hammerhead which was interesting to see him going up against some traditional peter parker foes kind of like him fighting street crime is the thing oh okay Yeah, he battled the street crime. The interesting thing, though, is, you know, because he was dodging calls from his mother and particularly his crazy grandma, who's like, oh, he's not answering his phone. He's on the drugs. All the kids today are on the drugs. (laughs) I'm going to hire a professional investigator to follow him around at school and make sure he's not on the drugs. And guess who she hires?
1: Uh, Jessica Jones. Yeah, she
0: hires alias investigations where I'm like, wow, really? (laughs) That's who you hire So yeah, and so now Jessica Jones is watching Miles, and so it's only a matter of time until she figures out that he's Spider Man. Yeah, which is cool, and I'm sure Bendis loves the idea of reworking her back in the into the universe in this way via the Spider Man book.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: Also, I like it answers the idea too because you know Power Man and Iron Fist also came out this week, and Jessica Jones is a character in that book. And I asked myself, I'm like, well, what the hell is Jess doing during the day while they're out being the heroes for hire? Yeah. Apparently she kept her day job. (laughs) Look, just because I'm a mother doesn't mean I don't have to run around and do uh, investigation work. Yeah. I I pitched my Jessica Jones series, if they ever did, like a new solo one. It's her trying to be suburban mom while also being cool, hard-edged private investigator woman at the same time. Yeah. Like her going to mommy and me classes and like going to soccer practice and backyard barbecues and being like, this is lame. I wish I was drinking again. (laughs) <laughs> man i'd love to fight any one of these bitches i'm i'm super tough <laughs> that's that's what my pitch for a jessica jones series would be <laughs> uh what else did you have happening
1: uh, i had squadron supreme issue eight. Oh yes how's that doing that's doing pretty cool we actually found out that dr spectrum's prison powers are a derivative of inhuman abilities
0: ah making other characters inhumans now huh
1: yeah, oh, she's technically an Inhuman, but technically not. Her prism is some form of Cree device oh. from a different... Because uh, she's from a different universe. Right, Um. Right. So she technically is an Inhuman. Like, the, Medusa says that she's basically one of their sisters mm. because of, you know, the the Cree invented the pterogenesis and, you know, stuff like that. So basically like an offshoot of an Inhuman. Mm-hmm. Uh we also get more of that Nighthawk versus Nighthawk fight and nice the the Batman looking Nighthawk actually kills the other Nighthawk. <laughs> and we find out that he is a scroll. Oh shit. Yes, and so scrolls are again infiltrating heroes and everything Brendan and
0: scrolls, man. It's always with the damn scrolls.
1: And the only reason that Scroll knew who Raymond Kane was is because of Warrior Woman, who betrayed the team in the last storyline, is working for the big, massive alien conglomerate Myriad. Interesting, interesting. It's a really cool book.
0: Someone uh, someone tweeted me this week, because while you were talking about Nighthawk, apparently uh, in, like, Deadpool Spider-Man number five, there's a moment where they pass a poster, a movie poster, and it's uh, Nighthawk v. Hyperion, Dawn of, like, uh, Dawn of Injustice or some shit like that.
1: Yep, I, I don't, I've seen that. <laughs> That's fine. And I've seen the backlash that caused. it was amazing. I know. It's like, you know, the fact that you're
0: getting this mad proves that the joke worked.
1: Yep, exactly. (laughs) Yep, that's the thing.
0: Also, apparently there was another panel. Actually, I think the person who tweeted it to me might have tweeted it to you, too. That's why we both know. There's a bit where it's like Wolverine and Storm talking to each other. It's like, man, you notice it's like the other heroes don't even pay attention to us anymore. It's like we talk, but they don't listen. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like everybody's ignoring us, Storm. You notice that? (laughs) That was pretty good. I like when they do that. That was pretty great. And I mean, if any book is to like break the fourth wall and do shit like that, it would be uh, Deadpool (laughs) Spider-Man. actually speaking of spider-man bendis even took a swing at dc this week in spider-man there's like a crazy woman they're arresting in the background yep and she's like rebirth rebirth what is even rebirth that's what is even that is a thing
1: yeah i saw that as well and people got mad at that as well for some reason i'm
0: like oh come on it's a fun little jab come on dc is more than welcome to make fun of marvel now hell i'll help you with marvel now again is pretty stupid
1: well, they, they've done that in the past, and it's been okay, but like you know, when Marvel do something like this, it's not okay. It's you know them stooping too low because their mm. sales are low for some reason.
0: I think uh, I think one particular person on the Birth Death movie site, uh, when they wrote a little piece on that panel, uh, the, the one where they're making fun of it, was like, that's a hate crime.
1: Yeah, I saw that as well. You I saw that as well.' I'm like one. I'm like, come on. If you're getting this mad about, you know, a, a panel in a comic. Maybe reevaluate. Like, how right? sad is your life?
0: Maybe reevaluate. Also, keep in mind hey, all the comic writers, they're friends, is the thing. Yeah. The big comics, they might play up the idea that they're at each other's throats, but in reality, they all work for each other. They trade presidents all the time. Writers go back and forth between companies nonstop. Yep. They're all on really good terms with each other, and if one does good, it actually helps out the other. Mm-hmm. If only you know uh, certain fans. I'm not saying all fans. I'm not gonna paint all fans with the same brush. If only certain fans could figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, moving on from there, I had Grayson Annual number three this week. Man, what an unnecessary annual this was.
1: Yeah, you were saying that before you read it, that it was going to be really unnecessary.
0: I was correct. It was incredibly unnecessary, is what it was. Uh, Basically, the deal is uh, five fan-favorite popular DC characters get brought together in a dingy motel. Uh, Constantine, Harley Quinn, of course, Uh, Baz the Green Lantern, and Azriel and they're like, oh, we've been called here today by Jim Corrigan because we're finally going to get to the bottom of who
1: Agent 37 of Spiral is. Oh, really? Wait, so, so like, when does this take place? Because Azrael's still in hospital, but Baz is dealing with that Red Lantern mm-hmm, stuff, mm-hmm. and isn't Jim Corrigan dead? I'm glad
0: you asked that question, Matt, because here's the thing. When you open up the comic, they say that. They're like, you know, oh, when does this comic take place? Eh, we don't know. Just enjoy the story.
1: <laughs> that's great.
0: They literally open up and say don't try and make this story make sense cuz it won't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and the big reveal is it wasn't actually Jim Corrigan. Oh really? Who was it? It was Dick Grayson pretending to be Jim Corrigan <laughs> to get all these people in the same room who would be smart enough to figure out that he was an agent of spiral so he can wipe their minds again.
1: <laughs> oh goddamn it.
0: <laughs> Which in and of itself I'm like that's actually kind of horrible and you gloss over it that he you know, uh, erased their memories and everything. Hmm. You know, there was another instance in DC history when heroes willy-nilly deleted other people's memories. If I remember, it didn't go so well. No,
1: and it was a Bat Family member who had yeah. their memory erased.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's a little fucked up, huh, there, Dick? And they play it <laughs> off like a joke, like, whackity-schmackity, Dick, isn't he so adorable? I'm like, not in this instance, he's not. <laughs> also, too... The funny thing is, like, it's an anthology story. It's an annual that's built up with everyone telling their story of when they ran into Dick Grayson. And pretty much all of the stories, it's like, yep, he was my friend, and I won his respect, and he was a good dude. And how does he repay them at the end? Wiping their minds. like dude asriel wouldn't rat on you he's basically in the bat family now constantine wouldn't have ratted on you he's basically in the bat family baz wouldn't have ratted on you he's a member of the goddamn justice league now the only one you had to maybe worry about was harley quinn but then you know what she's crazy so you could
1: turn around and say don't listen to her she's crazy yeah yeah exactly and she's kind of turned over a new leaf
0: yeah, she's better now than she's ever been. Also, it's funny, too, in, a, in a, her little story, uh, they, they're trying to, what is it, 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 rob a collector, like a rich collector guy who collects supervillain memorabilia because he has a canister of Joker gas, you know, from the endgame attacks uh-huh dick wants to get rid of it because it's too dangerous harley wants to get rid of it too because she's like no this is too dangerous for anyone to have and in the end she ends up snagging it because she uh she sneaks a little kiss off dick grace and i'm like oh you kissed batman in your valentine's day issue and now you've kissed dick grace and man you're just you're just making the rounds on everybody aren't you
1: <laughs> she's collecting
0: yeah watch out superman Actually, apparently they're going to be working on a new Superman Harley Quinn crossover that's going to pay homage to the classic uh Superman versus Ali comic.
1: I did. I saw the I saw the cover for that.
0: I'm like, that's ridiculous. But then I'm like, you know what? A story like this should be ridiculous because Superman versus Ali was also ridiculous. Yep. <laughs> I'm glad you're keeping up the grand tradition of ridiculousness but yeah grace and annual you can skip this one you know it doesn't even have the added benefit of at the end where it's like oh well, does he put the nightwing costume on at least at the end nope <laughs> they, they never even allude to nightwing the whole time oh so yeah that was that that one was really unnecessary it's not bad much like dark knight returns 3 but don't don't waste your money on it it is completely a not required piece of reading
1: yeah okay can.
0: Uh, do you have anything else
1: I uh, had Scarlet Witch issue 7 oh yeah how's that going it still continues to be a really cool book this time she heads over to China to uh, Hong Kong
0: Ni hao ma. Uh,
1: and helps uh, a woman there deal with something called the dark tongi I and,
0: I, yeah, that, that sounds it, vaguely familiar
1: yeah it, it's pretty awesome it's just like old school like big trouble in little China cool. Japanese Chinese magic sort of thing is
0: a uh, is she driving a truck like Jack Burton? It's like let me tell you, in the old Pork <laughs> Chop Express. But me, Scarlet Witch, you know, uh, Maximoff, I haven't been everywhere and done everything, but
1: I've been pretty close. Yeah, she thinks she's the hero of the book, but she's not. And <laughs> it's, yeah. it's
0: her little Asian sidekick who's the real hero. <laughs> yep, Ch- China is here, Wanda Maximoff. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be a fuck of an issue where they just take the Scarlet Witch and throw her up against you know like friggin' James Hong? <laughs> <laughs> that would be. It's like literally just her versus Low Pan. I'd read the hell out of that.
1: I well, the Dark Tongue is basically Low anyway. Nice. What, what What do you think
0: of the fact that they're probably going to be remaking Big Trouble in Little China soon with The Rock?
1: I I, I don't know. I love The Rock. I I Who absolutely doesn't? love He's him. super charismatic. But... But at the same time, like you can't remake that movie. Like everything about that movie, at like all the characters, like Kurt Russell mm-hmm. and all those, all the characters and everything made that movie.
0: Even even the joke of the movie, where it's like, hey, yeah, Mister Big Tough White American Action Hero isn't actually the hero. In fact, he adds very little and only is a hero by the end by getting lucky. Would they be willing to do that with The Rock? Would they be willing to have The Rock be like a big dumb guy essentially?
1: I think, like, if The Rock is a fan of the movie, he'll probably say that and try and get them to do that. And, yeah, maybe they could. Or, or <laughs> what if they made The Rock the little Asian guy? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh. And Kevin, Kevin Hart is the is, is Jack Burton. Jeez.
0: Man, all the articles and think pieces and hot takes that would come out of there. I was like, well, technically The Rock isn't white, so is it really yellow face? Yeah. <laughs> It's only yellow face when white people do it. <laughs> uh, that would be funny. Uh, I read All New, All Different Avengers this week fun story was the all new all different avengers versus annihilus in the antimatter universe that's always a good time the real funny thing about this is so you know they win their fight and everything and they're leaving they freed all annihilus as slaves and they're high-fiving each other back in their own world and it's like hey guys did you see where spider-man went i thought he was behind you i thought he was behind you Ah oh, crap we left spider-man in the antimatter universe <laughs>
1: <laughs> that seems like a bit, a bit of oversight. <laughs> they
0: home aloneed
1: him, is what they did.
0: They home aloned Miles Morales.
1: Oh, so is he going to be like setting tra- traps for like the wet bandits and, oh, God. I and like hope- Joe Pessy? Joe Pes- Annihilus is going to, like, get, like, burned in the face and everything. Trying really hard not to swear in a kid's movie.
0: I hope that's how Miles beats him. He builds, like, a bunch of traps out of webs and nihilist just keeps tripping over them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you might have pitched an amazing series right there, Matt. <laughs> I'm totally behind that. Uh, what else did you have going on?
1: Uh, I think that's about it. I had a couple more books, but I haven't gotten around to read them yet.
0: I'll, I'll lightning round through my couple. Black Panther number three. I like this book, but at the same time, I fear this comic, and I rarely say this might actually be too smart for me. (laughs) Really? Yeah, it might actually be too smart for me. You know, Ta-Nehisi Coates is writing this story that is ultimately more about Wakanda and its political state than it is actually about T'Challa himself. Oh, okay then. And in fact, every time they cross over to T'Challa, he's either beating the shit out of people, which is awesome, or he's complaining to his stepmom, going like, oh, I think I may have done more bad than good on this one. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, maybe you did. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then while this is going on we're following this rebel leader named Tetu who's saying you know wakanda lost its way it puts too much stock in its vibranium and its technology i want to unseat the royal family so we can go back to the good old ways you know when wakandans revered magic and spiritualism and all this other stuff then you've got the midnight angels who are two like rogue secret service agents working for the royal family who stole flight suits and who are now going around and like fighting Manape and everything, and like trying to free people from, you know, uh, rebel oppression because the royal family is too busy to do that. And then you got like Black Panther's sister, who was Black Panther before and was ruling the country. Then she was in a coma, but now she's like in the Matrix. And the Matrix is telling her to be like, you know, to tell our stories when you wake up from our coma because, you know, you were once a queen and you'll be queen again. And I'm like, what the fuck is even happening anymore? (laughs) There's a lot going on in this Black Panther book. And like on one hand, I should be happy that it's not just, you know, like poor man's Batman in Africa. But at the same time, it's like Black Panther isn't even like a secondary. character. He's like a third tier character in the comic that bears his name. (laughs) It's really weird. Uh, I got Extraordinary X-Men and Uncanny X-Men. Again, Apocalypse War continues. Yeah. These were better than the previous issues, but I still wouldn't call them good.
1: What's What's the deal with this Apocalypse War anyway? Like, what's the story behind it?
0: Uh, everyone is different. They're actually not connected. <laughs> they all They all carry the Apocalypse War subtitle, but every
1: book is running its own story so basically we couldn't be fucked making an interconnected storyline so here's a bunch of smaller ones Mm -hmm. basically uh in
0: extraordinary x-men they got blasted to the far-flung future which is just like secret wars only instead of secret wars god king doom it's friggin apocalypse and they need to save a bunch of mutant embryos but none of that matters now because apparently the embryos have been gone all along uh colossus is a horseman deadpool is a horseman moon knight is a horseman and that should be awesome but it's not no
1: that that, that would be awesome moon knight as a fucking apocalypse horseman
0: oh it's it's a am- mate. he has a fight with nightcrawler in this which should be great but it's just like oh, two panels and it's done oh. uh, then in the uncanny book uh, apparently warren angel showed up again even though he's supposed to be dead and maybe he's a clone, maybe he's not, because Genocide, Apocalypse's son, is creating, like, you know, Archangel clones for something. Mm-hmm. They don't say, I assume it's something evil, I assume it's to try and take over the world, but they've never said. And Magneto and his team get locked up, but, like, Mystique saves them, because Mystique is kind of in this book. The The weirdest part about this is that there's the Apocalypse War story that I feel like the writers were forced to tell, because, oh, we got to tie into to that new movie that we'll see no money from. <laughs> and then there's like sub stories that you can tell like they care more about like for extraordinary X-Men you see magic training her apprentice but she's like being tempted by the dark side of magic and then for extraordinary X-Men there's like the Morlocks and M Plate and Monet, and it's like oh it feels like Cullen Bunn wanted to tell this story more but he's being forced to tell the apocalypse war story they're they're very like i think i said in my review for uncanny before we started here what a creative black hole this event turned out to be with just these books spinning their wheels endlessly but thankfully these were the penultimate issues
1: yeah yeah so it's basically come on we gotta wrap it up
0: wrap it up because we'll probably have civil war tie-ins next
1: yeah, well, yeah we, there, there was a Civil War time for X-Men, but I didn't get around to reading it.
0: That's pretty good. I, I liked it way more than the Apocalypse War stuff. Yeah. Uh, then I had Power Man and Iron Fist. This was just a fun one-and-done story. Uh, the Heroes for Hire are getting popular in New York again. A radio show is talking about how great they are, and then they do that Rashomon thing where they talk about a crime they stopped, but we hear it from multiple different points of view oh yeah yeah it's good but not something that made me laugh and you would appreciate so danny because he knows the heroes for hire are getting back together and they need to get around you know what he did he bought an old surplus fantastic car and he's dressing that up and he's like (laughs) yeah it's the power fist it's our new ride luke don't you love it it's like don't call it power fist that sounds disgusting (laughs) 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 here comes the power fist could have rammed this power fist right up your ass. <laughs> yeah, really. Hey, crime, watch out. The heroes for hire have a power fist. <laughs> Guess where it's going. <laughs> But yeah, that was just a fun one and done little issue there. I liked it. I really like Power Man and Iron Fist. That's a that's a book that I'm championing right now. But maybe I shouldn't because we all know what happens to book Joel's you know Joel champions.
1: Yep, yep. Oh, in saying that, you know,
0: Midnighter and Apollo. That's true. You know, man, it happened. And I mean, Luke Cage and Danny, they got the protection of they've got shows coming.
1: Yep one show coming like this like in a
0: couple of months yeah like at the end of september right doesn't that when luke cage comes shit that's not far away at all ah that's gonna be good lots of good tv on ray donovan just came back i watched both episodes tonight i forgot that it came back last week i need to catch
1: up on that i think i'm uh, like half a season behind it's
0: good good shit uh ray donovan came back bojack horseman is coming back this month nice Freaking love me some BoJack Horseman. Never has a show made me laugh more, but also made me depressed simultaneously. <laughs> that's the show's amazing power. It's like, ha ha ha, here's some funny wordplay, and also here's BoJack's crushing sadness. Look what a piece of shit he is. <laughs> Especially at the end of season two was BoJack going for that piece of shit record. <laughs> that's, a, that's a rare thing for a comedy to be like, yeah, here, like our character, but don't really like him, though. <laughs> That's a that's an amazing thing. What else this month? Oh, uh, Cartoon Eric is doing another Steven Universe bomb on the 18th as well. Cool. That show has a weird release schedule. Have you have you heard about that, Matt? How Cartoon Eric releases that show? Yeah,
1: Just yeah. It's like, really like a couple of months every now and then.
0: Yeah, in like scatter bombs. Like there won't be episodes for like five months. It's like here's six episodes back to back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I guess that. Oh, excuse me. Now that we're on TV, I guess that will just about do it for this week's episode. Man, this ended up being a humdinger of a show. We talked for like over an hour and a half. Yeah, it was good show. Yeah, good show. Good 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 solid show. This is prime vintage of the comic multiverse. This is this is us at our prime, except no substitutions. <laughs> <laughs> uh any parting thoughts there, Matt, before uh before we start to wind down?
1: Uh no, not really. Look out for more of my reviews. There's a big week this coming week is like i've been looking at all the comics coming out and it's a it's a juggernaut of a week actually shit let's uh, let's look at that actually
0: um matt Matt, stall for time while i google
1: this (laughs) i got my list i got i got my my list of comics i always get them a week in advance nice nice that's a good idea yeah i I... know like i know like dc rebirth starts back up in a big way we got a lot of dc rebirth comics this week
0: yeah we got like um we got our action comics we got our aquaman's number twos our batman number twos
1: yep yeah we got justice league rebirth nice nice that'll be a big one yep we got oh god
0: flintstones number one comes out this week i kind of want to look at that what the hell is that about
1: i'm intrigued but also i'm like eh, i don't know i'm i'm reading future Quest, so
0: Well, at least you enjoy one we got yeah. green lanterns number two which i'm happy or no that's a reprinting sorry that's,
1: yeah that's, is it i don't know if it is or if it is i guess
0: we'll figure i don't it think
1: out. it is because i think the the issue we read like a while back because remember they did that weird thing where they had the rebirth issue and mm. then it went back to like issue one that's it right really yeah that that
0: is what that one is then we also got uh what is it we we got superman as well so we got superman number two yep got that superman man superman has been great hasn't it
1: Oh, it's been so good.
0: This is this is the best time to hop into Superman, everyone, in case you've been wondering. This is this is a good time. It is. Then over on the Marvel side of things, we got Amazing Spider-Man number 15. Ooh, Civil War Kingpin number 1. I'm all about that.
1: Yeah, that looks pretty cool, and I I got Punisher issue 3.
0: Yep, Civil War X-Men number 2. Yep. Uh, ba Invincible Iron Man number 11. That's got to be a tie, in right?
1: I'd imagine so. Uh,
0: Han Solo number two and Poe Dameron number four, dropping on the same day.
1: Mm-hmm. Looks really cool.
0: And Vote Loki number two. I don't know if I'm going to keep up with Vote Loki or not. It's a cute idea, but it's one of those things where it's like, I wonder if it'll keep up this, uh, keep this up going forward. I wonder, because they're so obviously making Loki like a Trump analog, I wonder if mm-hmm. Trump wins if they'll actually make Loki president of the United States in the Marvel Universe. Maybe. That would be fucking weird, but also kind of a cool idea. Yeah. Where they're like, hey, deal with this, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking deal with President Loki. (laughs) (laughs) The first Asgardian (laughs) shape-changing president. (laughs) (laughs) My first order of business is mischief. (laughs) (laughs) At that point, if he did win and did become president, would they have to change the title of the book from Vote Loki to President Loki? (laughs) I, I think so. That's almost a better title, President Loki. Uh, hail to the chief. The Miss Chief. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, no. You can, you, can, <laughs> you can have that one, Marvel. That joke is free. The next one will cost you.
1: I think we're good, Joe. Like, I think we're good. Think we're good. <laughs> and on
0: that horrible pun,
1: I will thank you for
0: listening to the show I don't know why after that horrible pun <laughs> thank you for listening I hope you enjoyed it have a good Wednesday when this one comes out also go go subscribe to Matt if you haven't, go watch Required Reading if you haven't, I'm really proud of how that show turned out and I want to turn that into a regular thing when I can, if I can uh, Go support us on the Patreon if you can. We uh, really appreciate it. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and social media and all that other good stuff. And
1: uh, I guess that will just about do it for us. And we'll see you next week, everybody. See ya. Bye bye.